This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! What's up? Yo. What's up? It's the mailman and the 911 guy. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> that's exactly who it is. I dropped my kid off at daycare. Yep. And as I'm driving home, my phone rings and it's work. Oh. And I'm like, I always do that double take like, shit, is it my day off? <laughs> you know, now I'm like, because I'm about, at that point, I'm like 45 minutes late. Yep. And that's about when my boss would show up. Ah. So it's like, fuck, am I supposed? Yeah, I am off today. It can't be that. <laughs> so, nice. I just had a question about yesterday. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I've done that. How you boys doing? Good. You want to you talk some pro wrestling? I could talk pro wrestling. Cool. Ronnie, you want to talk pro wrestling? Yes, sir. All right, Ronnie's in his car driving to work, so that's why Ronnie sounds a little different than the, than us. That he's got a southern style accent. <laughs> I'm hillbilly. Go ahead and say it. And we from and we we from the northeast up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what I want to talk about first, real quick? I want to talk about uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Sakura Gener Sakura. Sakura Genesis. God, I can't talk this morning. Um, happened on April the 9th, 2017. And, um, yeah. Pretty, pretty excited about the uh, main event of uh, Okada versus Shibata for the uh, IWGP Championship. Okay. Where they went 38 minutes and beat the ever living piss out of each other. It was phenomenal and amazing at the same time. And uh, I cannot recommend it enough. And I actually I like it better than o- than Okada and uh, Kenny Omega from Russell uh, from really? Russell Kingdom. Yeah, I liked it better. Interesting. Yeah, there's uh, there's this one bit in the match near the end where Shibata just grabs Okada and headbutts him, and it's not the typical loud smack you're used to when they're hitting each other in the pectorals, in the neck, chest, back, or leg, or whatever. It's just a headbutt, and it's just a thud. And you see, like, Okada, like, his neck kind of <laughs> crunched down, and he just crumbles to the mat. And Shibata's just standing there with his head down. Then he lifts his head up, and he has a single stream of blood coming from his hairline, down his forehead, down the inside of his nose. And it's just like, holy shit. I mean, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then, of course, <laughs> post-match, he collapses in the back. And uh, has to be brought to the emergency, the hospital where they find out he's got a, a subdural hematoma, and <laughs> they have Jeez. to and they have to perform emergency surgery. So yeah, yeah. Tell me wrestling's fake when you watch that. Jason Crow, I love that match. I've watched it twice already. I'm gonna have to cue that up here shortly. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely gonna have to. It's I haven't watched the rest of the event yet. I know War Machine wins the uh, the heavyweight tag team titles. Uh, I guess uh, Juice Robinson gets a big uh, gets made look like a thousand bucks 
Uh, I know Badlock Fale attacked Okada after the match, mm. uh, going into uh, an angle now where it's going to be Okada against you know defending against Fale. So, but yeah, holy crap, it is awesome, awesome, awesome match. I cannot recommend it enough. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely gonna have to check yeah. that out too. Like I said, big time heavy push for me. Cool. <sighs> hey, um, what do you guys think of the uh, the superstar shakeup, huh? Well, at first I was very confused. Yep. Um, because I, I mean they kind of tipped their hand when they brought the Intercontinental title over to Raw right yeah. at the start of the show. Yeah. But. You know, I, I got to say, I, I'm really, really, really excited about SmackDown's roster now. Uh, yes, isn't SmackDown roster like the only show you want to watch now? I mean, there's still some stuff I'm interested in with Raw. The revival, but the fact that the fact that you have, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura on the same roster. Yeah. Just the the match possibilities with the four of them alone is enough is enough to get me watching every single week. Yeah, and don't forget Charlotte's over there now in the women's division, so she can actually make something of that one. Yeah, but there's no competition. Well, yeah, that's she'll she's make. She's gonna go in. She'll steamroll Naomi in a three second match because <clears throat> that's all it's gonna take. Yeah. And then it'll be her feuding with Becky Lynch for a while. Yep. But I think out of everyone, I feel I feel kind of bad for Tamina Snuka. Yeah. Because she sort of got the shaft. Well, because Shane does that big, you know, build up, and you all think it's gonna yeah, be her Charlotte Famer, and, yeah. and then she comes out, and everyone's like, "Huh?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Shane's even like, "Oh, did you think I was gonna say somebody else?" And then like goes to leave, and then comes back. Yes, I am Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you there. She kind of got the short end of the stick on that one. Yeah. but and, and this is the other question I have about the the women's divisions on both shows. Yep. There's one face <laughs> on each? Oh, I guess I Naomi's think, technically. I, I guess there's two on SmackDown. Yeah, but. yeah. But I also – I think Mickey James is supposed to be a tweener. But – Okay. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, Sasha's going to turn at some point. They've been teasing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Bailey is obviously and, a face. Right. But and, like besides said, that, it's Alexa Bliss is not. No. And Emma's Nia Jax not. is not. Nia Jax is not, yeah. Jeez, McCrow, Nia Jax almost killed my girl Charlotte this week. Did you see that shit? Yeah, a couple times. Now, okay, it wasn't. Honestly, I think her not catching her on the moonsault was bad. But not as bad as the shoulder oh, breaker. The shoulder? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When she does the shoulder breaker, shoulder never hits her leg, and then she literally just drops her drops on her, on her head. head. Like, yeah. the top of her head. Like, it was, like, and she, and she, but, <clears throat> you know, Nia Jax even reacted to the ring with a look of disbelief after, like, oh, fuck, I just did that. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I screamed at the TV, like, don't break her face. But, yeah, you know, that's just me. Yeah. What do you think of this the shake up there, Ronnie? Ronald? Um, to me, Brawl started out and you have this you're previewing it for the last 
week, right? Vince comes out and it's a superstar shakeup. Yeah. And then we, and then the first person we get is Apollo Cruz. <sighs> yeah. Well, you got to throw a couple of guys we don't care about. Well, I know, but I mean, throw him in there later, not at the start of the damn show. Like, come on. Well, <clears throat> if you if you look, I don't think it was even. As far as number-wise. No, I think it is, because you had two tag teams swap back and forth, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, yeah, I guess it was even. Yep, it was even. Because SmackDown, Raw got Apollo Crews, The Miz, Maurice, Dean Ambrose, Kurt Hawkins, Bray Wyatt, Kalisto, Rhino, Heath Slater, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, David Otunga. You know, pretty much, and I don't mean to be rude, pretty much they got the junk. Yeah. You know, if they got the jobbers and the junk. And no, Miz. I think The Miz is pretty good. Oh, I said, and Miz. I said, and, and Miz. Alexa Bliss is and Alexa the Bliss, best woman yeah. not named Charlotte. Yeah. Well, and then, the junk you're referring to is Otunga, right? Well, no, I'm referring to like Otunga, Slater, Rhino, Kalisto, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins, Dean Ambrose, Apollo Crews. And then, you know, Wait. SmackDown gets Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, you know, Charlotte, The New, the New Day. Day. But they also got Rusev, Lana, Tamina, Jinder Mahal, The Shining Stars, and, Bar- and well, Byron Saxton. Speaking of, you see Jinder Mahal just totally screwed up Finn Balor. Oh, jeez, I'm crow. But I was just reading that it looks like Jinder's in line for a push. The Shining Stars look like they may have some life breathing to them finally, which I'll be honest, you know, the Shining Stars, the the Colognes, they're a good team. They genuinely, they, yeah, they're, realistically, they're a good team. Yeah, their gimmick just sucks. Yeah, but now... Their gimmick is the same as the Usos. They're coming out and they're just angry. They're just angry thugs. Yeah. Yeah. But they're angry Mexican thugs. So yeah. we're gonna go no, they're the Spanish. They're angry Spanish Latino thugs. So they're gonna have bandanas okay. on covering t- half their eyes. And Ugh. other and, and wife beaters and other stereotypes. Kind of like lax in TNA. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put, you guys put yourself in this position. If I'm a commissioner or whatever of a brand, and I offer you anybody for David Otunga, would you not just a thousand times accept it, no matter even if it's like James Ellsworth? I would just say, you can just have Otunga. I don't need anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, I don't need anyone a, in return. Uh, yeah. I, I thought... I, th- I thought for sure when I read the headline notes, there's an announcer shake-up before I read who was swapped, I thought for sure it was going to be JBL going to Raw, and then we'd get Morrow yeah. back on SmackDown. Because that really upsets me, you know, sincerely, because I- I'm a big fan of Morrow Nalo, and I-, I-, I truly enjoy, you know, listening to him call the action, and the yeah. fact that he's not going to be there anymore just sucks. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I had tweeted, and, like, maybe maybe he'll call the action on the women's tournament this summer or something on NXT. That would be cool. I could do yeah, that. I, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I would like to see him and Daniel Bryan get back together and do yeah. the women's tournament like they did the Cruiserweights. Yeah, that would be awesome. But uh, I, think, I think JR will be doing it. You know, honestly, I hope he doesn't. 
because JR's what? still an old man and his talk thinking and talking and in his brain because I've seen it before or I've listened to right. it before on his podcast where he comments on women and how they look or he comments on women and just really nothing to do with their athletic ability. Same thing like when he had Dalton Castle on the show and basically he just starts out with, so you're gay, right? Right. You know, and Dalton was just like, he didn't answer him. He just said, you know, he didn't give him a yes or no. He just says, what's it matter? You know, right. the, the, you know, the, um, you know, I'm Dalton Castle. I transcend gender. I'm the proud peacock. Da 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 da, or whatever. I can't remember what he said, but it's just like, and so to me, like, yeah, I love to listen to uh, Jim Ross call uh, the Undertaker match at WrestleMania, and I'm glad he's gonna be back to be calling some big matches here and there. But keep him away from the women's tournament, because you're gonna hear lots of for a woman. Geez, for a girl. For a woman. <laughs> Hey, maybe they'll have Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler call the tournament. My God! Yeah, no, see again. So they can scream. <laughs> again, that would completely, be even worse. Completely undermining the the yeah, whole point. Yeah, th- but the that's the thing. That, that, and the thing is, is in Jim Ross's brain, he means no disrespect, but he'd still just be undermining the entire thing. Yeah. Keep him calling men's matches where he can just, you know, like. And I don't mean to be like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but just it is what it is. <sighs> my, my current tandem right now yeah it would be Corey Graves and Ronaldo and like Saxton I of, really enjoy Corey Graves and Tom Phillips okay of what we have yeah I actually yeah. really enjoy Corey Graves and Tom Phillips on when they were on NXT together I thought they were phenomenal together yeah yeah but they didn't have somebody always plugging in their ear I would assume like they do now yeah, yeah, I would agree with that <laughs> statement. Because right, I know what you're but trying like, to say. But like the Corey Graves and Ronaldo dynamic would be awesome. And then you know you got Saxton in there to make stupid comments. So then you got Corey Graves to yep. capitalize on that. Yeah, I think I think that tandem would be phenomenal. Um. <clears throat> On uh, Raw this past week, I, I actually I really enjoyed Braun Strowman beating the crap out of Reigns. Yes. I laughed the, thoroughly. The whole segment itself, I was kind of eh on. Yeah. Up until they got to the ambulance bit. Before he flipped it over, or when he pushed him off the the the, the ramp thing off off. No, you know when I mean? when he was flipping the thing. Oh. I, I just and love I it that he screamed, "I'm not through with you yet," or "I'm not done oh, with yeah. you." And then, like, it was just—it was great. It was really great. And uh, I absolutely love the fact that some fans started an online petition to get him fired. Yeah. Because yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, because because he was injuring the guy and yeah, he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it because that's like. That's like WWE couldn't pay for that type of publicity for people to do something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And I love Braun Strowman's response on Twitter, which is, "I do what I want when I want, and your stupid petition won't change that." <laughs> Hashtag No one is safe. <laughs> uh, oh my god! And this other hashtag: Your tears hydrate me. Fuck. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a big fan of Strowman. Yeah, I, I'm. I like. I guess 
I guess he was on the Stone Cold podcast. That's what made me a fan of him, actually, was listening and to that. Listening, yeah. listening to his story and everything else. And then kind of since then, they've given him – I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's not because of, but around the same time, they started giving him a little bit more – you know, yeah. he could talk a little more. He could do a little more in the ring. He could start with this. And it's really – it's really – I guess helped him a lot in my opinion Yep. because he's not just this giant monster guy who just stands there says I'm a monster and then beats up some no-name person no he actually can wrestle it shows that he you know he's got personality yeah he can actually wrestle I mean he came off the top rope yeah you know he can he he's he's decent legit decent so and then he see he's funny I love Yo, the yeah. hashtag, your tears hydrate me. I mean, seriously, yep. that's amazing. <laughs> uh, good stuff. So, uh... He was, he was pretty good on uh, Talk is Jericho, too. Maybe that's Talk what I heard him on, then. Or something. Oh, he was on the Talk and Shop, right? Yeah, with Luke oh, Gallows. Oh, and... yeah, yeah, I didn't hear... Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, he was definitely on, I think, the Stone Cold podcast. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Hey, completely unrelated to wrestling, but I have to bring this up because I want your opinions. Josh Brolin is Cable. Isn't Josh Brolin Thanos? He is, yeah. and now he's Cable as well. So, is that some hint at future something? I don't know, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, I mean, the Deadpool movies are... I, I think they're out of canon with everything else. Uh, Deadpool's so. Fox, and, you right. know, they don't have a deal with Marvel, but... I like Josh Brolin, so Josh Brolin is Cable. I mean, I, I, it was his his name didn't come across my mind when I was thinking about stuff, but right. Well, his Cable excites me more than his Thanos. If that makes anything. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I could get behind that. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh. You got anything else about the... Uh... I don't know. Ronnie, do you have anything? I don't know how much longer you have before you have to go. Oh, I'm good. Keep oh, going. Okay. Um, nah, I just, I'm going to jump to SmackDown real quick. And okay. uh, Shinsuke Nakamura making his his debut. Yep. You know, he comes out last week, doesn't say anything, uh, just by, gets adulation from the crowd, comes out this week, and I love Dolph Ziggler's like, who, who are you anyways? You know, like pretending yeah. he doesn't, and the freaking crowd's singing his music. Yeah. And chanting his name, and he doesn't really need to say anything. <laughs> Everyone knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Mikey was at SmackDown this week down in, in Boston. He had he was down there for the show, and um, <clears throat> yeah, he said the crowd was unbelievable. And then of course the dark match they got was Nakamura against uh, Dolph Ziggler after 205 Live went off the air. So. Oh really? Yep. Nice. Yeah, so that's two weeks in a row he's wrestled Ziggler on the dark match after SmackDown and after 205 Live. So, but I like the fact that they're 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 teasing and building towards his uh, his in-ring debut as opposed to just giving it to us. Yep. Right. Yep. So, and you of know, course, that actually that brings me to a question that I had for you guys. Yeah. It's sort of related, but unrelated, but related. Um, you know, there's rumors of other people from other companies coming in to the WWE or to NXT or something. Yep. And do you think, I mean, AJ Styles, obviously he skipped over NXT. Yep. Do you think that they have, you know, even I'm just going to throw the name Adam Cole 
if he yeah. comes, if he doesn't, whatever. Do you think that you know somebody like that would be able to skip over NXT, like kind of in the old days where? Well, I mean, I know there wasn't a developmental system, right? But right. I mean, some of the reasoning that they put them there is so that fans can get to know them. Well, like but for eight, me, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. It, no, no. In in the old days, it was you'd be watching like superstars of wrestling. And all of a sudden there would be, you know, like a quick, like a video. Some vignettes. Promo. And then all of a sudden there's just a new wrestler there. Yeah. You know, and they kind of got them over that way. Mm-hmm. You know, right. put them in the ring and let the fans, you know, right. they'll, they'll know if they like them or don't like them in two minutes. Right. Well, I mean, obviously AJ Styles got the big jump. And then right. uh, Gallows and Anderson got the jump. Right. Um, but look at Drew McIntyre. You know, yeah, he, he well, wanted to go to he of. wanted to go to NXT. Right. Um, because NXT, like, it's weird. NXT is it's the WWE, but some, in some ways, it's not. You know, it's its own brand, its own unique thing, separate from Raw and SmackDown. Uh, right. But because Triple H is running it, it's it's a completely different environment. Like. I just watch, you know, like I don't know if you guys watch Last Saints NXT, but it's just like if they could make Raw and SmackDown like they do NXT or build stuff on Raw and SmackDown like they do NXT, it'd be so much better. And maybe NXT benefits that it's only an hour long show and it's only once a week, and then they have the takeovers every other month, so they can do the slow build because they have limited time, so you don't have the same guys on every week. So maybe they benefit from that. I I, I don't know. But, like, Adam Cole did an interview, and he said that he wants to go to NXT. He would like to start his, if he gets signed, if he ever went to WWE, he'd like to start NXT and work his way up. Right. Because NXT seems fun, you know? It's like it's a super indie type of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, why else are people, like, you know, when they show, like, last night, like, Nakamura or Sami Zayn or all these guys who are leaving NXT, you know, they're, they're crying. Right. You know, like, because they really feel like they're leaving and going someplace else. And they're sad that they're leaving because they're having so much fun there. Because it's, it's a WWE, but, but it's not. It's more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, last night's show, it was a great show, first first of all. I mean, you know, you had a tag team match with DIY against a couple of guys. I can't remember this. There's a fucking monster of a man that debuted last night on NXT. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of his name, but holy crap, I can't wait to see what they do with him. And then, uh, the, the yeah. tag guy? Yeah, the big guy on the tag team. Turned on his partner yeah. after? Yeah. Giant. Strowman beat him down? Huh? Strowman-like beat him down? Yeah, 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 except I think this guy's even bigger than Strowman. Um, yeah. And then, like, you know, we got uh, Ruby Riot against Kimberly. And they've had some great matches on the indies, and you know Nikki Cross came out, and you know because they have Ruby Riot and her have a thing building, and right. then then we got Orny Lorcan, uh, aka Biff Music, my main man from up here in the Northeast, big right. Biff fan. Uh, he's actually in the opening credits now, the opening video package. Orny is, but he took on the returning Drew McIntyre. Holy crap, that was a great match! Like you guys got to make sure you watch that. It was a great match. Oh, so you did watch it, Ronnie. Good. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Aaron, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched okay, it yet. You, I didn't have a chance. Dude, you gotta watch it. There's a bit where Ronnie grabs him by the face and just fucking slaps the crap out of him. 
And I haven't. I've been waiting to see him do that on TV since uh, since I saw him. Since, you know, I've seen him do it on the Indies a bunch of time. Um, but yeah, they had a great match, and then Nakamura had a send off. So I mean, it was a really solid show, top to bottom, last night or this right. morning, whenever you know, whenever you watch it. Um, and McIntyre's music was pretty good too. Really, yeah. yeah I, I saw his entrance. I guess yeah. the maybe they tweeted out. His yeah, they did. Like that. I saw that, but that was oh, about it. And I forgot because it happened. The match lasted for 20 seconds, but Alistair Black made his return or made his debut on NXT and took on. Uh, I don't. Know, I can't remember who he took on, but he kicked him in the head, and the match was over. Uh, so yeah. 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 Was it Daniel Bryan for the world title? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was basically the same thing. <laughs> um. Anyhow, yeah, I, so I don't know. Like, I'm not hating on Raw and SmackDown by any means. I just, uh, I don't know. It was a good week of wrestling, honestly, for me. Between the New Japan show, NXT last night, you know, I, I did enjoy watching the revival come out on SmackDown. I mean, yeah. on Raw. I really Raw. enjoyed Kevin Owens's promo on SmackDown. Oh, and him oh. coming out in the suit. Oh, with the blue tie, and he had a little shaved face, and every you know he shaved uh, yeah, his beard up, and, up. Yeah, cleaned himself up and everything. Yeah, loved it. Loved and it. Then when Sam, and then when Sammy's music hit, you could hear him oh. say, "You've got to be kidding me." Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. <laughs> He's like, "I can't shake this guy." Uh, yeah. And then the triple threat match between Corbin Styles and Sami Zayn was awesome. So good. That was a great yep. match. I mean, it's some really great wrestling, all in all, this See, week. But you know what, though? What? It, it seems like they're going back to the original brand split style. Yeah. When SmackDown was the wrestling show. Yep. And Raw was the story show. You know, uh, WWE is supposed to be coming to Maine again this August, the 12th. They're coming to Augusta, which is the na- my neighboring town. I mean, I work in Augusta. It's a For me, to where the Augusta Civic Center is, it's a 12-minute drive. Um and if they bring the SmackDown brand, rest assured I'm going. If they bring the yeah. Raw brand, I'm going to probably hesitate. Yeah. Unless I know the revival's on the card. Then I'll go to watch them live, and I'll buy cheapy tickets and sit way in the back. So, Which, incidentally, you know, it's a maximum, like, 6,000-seat building. So it's not like any seat's a bad seat, technically. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. SmackDown's definitely my my show of the week for WWE between Raw and SmackDown. Definitely. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to bring up. You guys got anything you want to talk so. about Raw, SmackDown, or NXT or anything? No, I'm good with that stuff. Good. I um. Good. I'm gonna shovel off here. All right, brother. Oh, before you go. Yeah. Quick question. Do you have no. – I wanted to talk uh, favorite taker moments. Do you have any before you shoot off to work? Uh, see, I thought about that since you texted it to us. And I was trying to come up with some. And, like, mine – I don't know if I have any off-the-wall ones. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. doesn't have to be. But, like uh, – as corny as it was, like the one where they showed him inside the casket, you know, and him ascending up. Oh, I thought that one. <laughs> I thought, what was that, Royal Rumble? Cool because, and... Yeah, because it was different, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. And then, like, him 
first coming out to like all the the bells and the darkness and everything like i remember that as a kid and it, it was awesome then just as much as it was awesome at wrestlemania 33 really yeah for me uh I'm trying to think of another one that I really, really, really enjoyed. But, like, his feud with Kamala, I thought, was awesome back then, too. Oh, the, the first casket yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it was, like, two dynamic, different styles. Right. With I mean, we saw that other places, too, like, with Hogan and Andre and that type of stuff. You know what I mean? But with Taker-wise, it was just all the stuff that he can do like the old school rope thing and just being just being that character owned it really yeah I mean that's pretty much all I got really on that cool all right yeah I I have three that are like later career moments that I thought were the best but if you got to run I'll, I'll, I'll. I do. All right, we'll talk to you right. later, Ronnie. We will talk to you later, Ronnie. Bye. Right. So, when when I was coming up with my moments, I was thinking I didn't want to go, you know, his debut, which still blew my mind. I remember watching it live, and I didn't want to go with any of his, you know, like the big big things. But I have three that, being later in his career, I think really stood out as, like, just vintage Undertaker moments. All right, shoot. The first one is, let's see, I guess uh, the end of the Royal Rumble in 2006, when Kurt Angle retained his belt. And then all of a sudden, the Undertaker's music hits, okay. and the smoke starts pouring out, and the Druid guys come out with the giant torches, and the Undertaker comes riding out on the, the horse-drawn chariot, mm-hmm. and he flashes his fingers, and, you know, like, the the sparks go and stuff, and then he puts his hands down, and on TV, it was the cheesy lightning effect that zaps the four corners of the ring. And then Kurt Angle standing there confused, and then the ring post collapse, and then the yes. ring collapses. Yep, yep. And then he just kind of looks, and Kurt Angle is like now laying in a crumpled ring, and he just turns around and walks out of the arena. Which to me, you know, I mean, that's like 15, 16 years into his career. And he had gone through so many different phases, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like after he was the dead man and then he was the American badass and then he was back to being the dead man. And, you know, but it it's like a moment like that, that the younger kids at the time who never really saw like the dead man undertaker, like the first version. That was just like just blew me away, you know, And, and you could even tell if you watch the video of it. I, I just found it again the other day to watch. There, like, there's kids sitting in the front row, like, freaking out when this whole thing is going on. 
and it's just it's so good because it's just like that classic you know evil undertaker whatever but of course the crowd is going absolutely berserk for it (laughs) did you prefer undertaker the dead man or undertaker american badass dead man hands down um, one of my favorite Undertaker moments is actually as the American Badass. But yeah, the Dead Man was definitely my favorite. I was glad at WrestleMania 20 when he came back, and I, I talked about this Undertaker moment when we did the WrestleMania moment show. We talked about our favorite WrestleMania moments since he wrestled Flair. So I'm not going to get into great detail about it. Um, but you know, I, I've seen the Undertaker live uh, a few times, and none of them. Uh, was as the American Badass. It was all the Dead Man gimmick. I mean, I saw him in 95 at a TV taping, and we had a dark match of him against Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, in a casket match. Okay. And then uh, I saw him in 96 at a house show here in Augusta, the same building I was just talking of, and he took on Brett the Hitman Hart. And it was so weird because he came out, there was no Paul Bearer, and Bret Hart was the champion at the time. It was right before WrestleMania 12, which was funny because on that house show, the main event was actually Shawn Michaels against the British Bulldog. And I was like, oh, I guess Michaels is going to win the win the belt at Mania if uh, Bret Hart's not the main event on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, so yeah, The Undertaker wrestled uh, uh, Bret Hart uh, in the semi-main event match, and there was no Paul Bearer. And he didn't come out with his hat and his gloves and his coat or anything on like that. He just, and it took him a long time to get to the ring, but he just walked to the ring and he was just like got in the ring and he was ready to go. And I was a little disappointed actually because I wanted to see the hat, you know, the the coat and the hat and the whole nine yards and everything. And I'm just, um, but I did see that at a house show in 2005 when they ran the first time they ran the Coliseum in Lewiston. And he main evented that show against Randy Orton, and I got such I got some badass pictures of him in the ring, of him taking his hat off the whole bit. I mean that when you experience that entrance live, whether it's a house show or a pay per view or anything, there's just something about it, you know. Right. Sorry, there was some rambling there, but there, <laughs> there's just something about it, you know, when you experience that entrance. I mean, have you experienced that entrance live? No, I've not. Ah, uh, yeah. I got. I got a big one at WrestleMania 14, the first time he wrestled Kane. Came out with the Druids and all that stuff. And then WrestleMania 24, when he beat Edge in the main event for the belt. And, yeah, that was just unbelievably amazing. You know, just watching that entrance and the goosebumps and the chills. And here's the evolution of things. At WrestleMania 14, I was holding a lighter up with everybody else. And then at WrestleMania 24, is your (laughs) cell phone. So, I mean... (laughs) What a difference 10 years made. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> what was your uh, second moment? My second one, speaking of Undertaker Edge, <clears throat> was um, SummerSlam 2008, the Hell in a Cell. Yep. Where he beats Edge, um, you know, and he's leaving. And on the Titan Tron, yeah. you see that Edge is starting to get up. And the Undertaker turns and goes back to the ring. Yep. And just beats the crap out of him. And that's when he sets up the ladders. Oh, and he at the hell in a cell, yeah. Off the ladder through the ring. Yep. 
I I guess what I'm saying is I like his gimmick rings. <laughs> but well, don't forget. Just, do you remember what happened after that? What do you mean? Well, after he choke slammed him through the ring, he got down on his knees in the ring and and made fire explode from the bottom of the ring. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But he's you know I, again that's just you know like vintage you know I'm not done with you yet. Undertaker. Yep. yep. Where yep. it's just like, oh no, 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 no. I know I beat you, but I'm gonna bury you. Yep. And yep. this is what's gonna happen. And so good. <clears throat> Even yep. though the choke slam was kinda weak off the ladder, it's still the whole the whole moment yeah. was pretty awesome. If you go back and watch early Undertaker, you know, when he first debuted and everything, it's amazing how different his style in the ring changed from then to now even. Yeah. As far as his movements and how, like, there's a few times, like, he, he doesn't do the choke, he wasn't doing the choke slam, you know, so he'd go and it was like, oh, he's going to do the choke slam now, but oh, that's right, he wasn't doing the choke slam then, he's just going to choke him, actually. Um, yeah. I don't know, just, I was just thinking of that for some reason or another. Um, I really enjoyed <laughs> uh, when he kidnapped Stephanie and... <laughs> Oh my! You know what? I almost put it's that just, on there. It's just when he funny. Turns around, yes. <laughs> Hello, Stephanie. Yes. Drives off. Yes. <laughs> he did the same thing to Teddy Long like a decade later. Yep. But yeah, I yeah. just love that bit when he kidnapped Stephanie. He's like, "Hello, Stephanie." Yeah, it was just it was good stuff. <laughs> I don't know what his character has done over the years has truly been amazing. And that's the thing. Like he's gone. He's gone through so many eras yep. that it's like when he started, it was all these cartoony, gimmicky kind of things. Yeah. And then it went through, like, by the time he was the American badass, it was all, like, realistic things. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's still gone. You know, there's some, you know, comic booky characters still. Yeah. But not not like back in the day. But the Undertaker, like it just kind of transcends it all. Did he ever yeah. win a buried alive match? I can only think of a. I can only think of two. He lost to uh, Kane, and that's when he came back as the you know, Dead Man Undertaker. Right. And then he lost another one to. Uh, was it the executioner Bam Bam Terry Gordy under a hood honestly I don't remember I, I, I just remember the one with two and, and he's lost them both yeah so. well that's kind of like you know how Shawn Michaels is Mr. Wrestlemania but he's only won like six <laughs> times and he's lost like 12 yeah yeah fair enough fair enough you know my your, um yeah was my, third, my third and final favorite Undertaker moment speaking of Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 26 the the streak versus career match oh, I, I thought for sure you are going to say 25 because I know much you love that match oh that's that's probably my favorite match ever but at 26 it's just the finish of that match is just I think one of the most amazing endings ever the jumping, where the jumping pile driver Sean well just leading up to that you yeah. got Shawn Michaels is down on the ground and the Undertaker's just standing over him and Shawn Michaels he's like pulling himself up by his pants 
and the Undertaker's like shouting at him. He's just shouting like, stay down. And then Shawn Michaels is like halfway up and he looks and he does like the thumb across yeah. the throat thing yep. at the Undertaker. And then he stands up and he just kind of slaps the Undertaker in the face. And that's when the Undertaker just scoops him up and jumps into the tombstone to finish the match. I mean, talk about two amazing performers. That's my one complaint about the tombstone these last several years is that it's, it's gotten, you know, just... I understand you want to protect someone, but man, it's just gotten more and more... The gap between the ground and the guy's head is getting bigger and bigger. Mm. But on that jumping tombstone that he gave Shawn Michaels, it was, yeah, it was an awesome one. You know, just... I mean, it, I, I don't like it because it's the last match of my favorite performer ever. But at I the know, same time, tough. I mean, good Lord, that was such a good match. And I, and thinking about it, it wasn't even as good as the year before, but it was still, I mean, that match, the whole the whole match was great, but the just the finish with everything in it, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yep, I agree. And I, I liked him helping him up after and, Yep. You know, shaking his hand and, and, and everything like that. And we get the little send-off. And then... <sighs> I just get a little frustrated because I look at Shawn Michaels. He's still in phenomenal shape. You know he could still go in the ring. Why won't he just wrestle some more? Well, I mean, hey. At the same time, you got to respect the fact that he's not. Yeah. Because what if... You know, I mean, look at look at some of the, the other oh, legends. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Flair's retirement match was good, but I mean, it was yep. he was he was a shell of himself. The Undertaker, you know, he I you know, can tell that yeah, he's, he yeah. was struggling at the end. You know, I guess with his hip. You know, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, it, going on for years that you want to see them, but and then they come back and they're like, uh, oh, maybe, maybe it would have been better if they didn't. And I mean, Shawn Michael, he went out. Like, look at his last batch of matches that he had. They're superb matches. I, I, you know, honestly, I think probably the best matches of Shawn Michaels' career is the last half of his second run. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I really feel like after he came back from his back injury is actually when he really became Mr. WrestleMania, where he became the the actual showstopper and everything. Like. I think if you look at the history of his career, not that he had a bad career prior to the back injury, but man, 2012 on to the retired. Yeah. That was just amazing. It was just awesome. I mean, so many great matches you could talk about. So many great matches that he had. I mean, one match that stands out in my mind still to this day is um, New Year's Eve, or yeah, New Year's Eve 19, uh, sorry, not 19, but 2003. Okay. And uh, he had him in Triple H, and they did a double pin finish, and it was just such an unbelievably good match. Michaels hit the super kick, and then he collapsed onto Triple H, and when he did, he over, you know he had a back press going on, but his shoulders were on the mat, Triple H shoulders were on the mat, and the referee counted three, and Shawn Michaels thought he won, and then you know, you know just yeah. draw, Triple H retains the title. Such an unbelievably great match. Yeah. So. Anyhow, uh, Undertaker. Uh, I think for me, 
a lot of my favorite Undertaker moments are when um, <clears throat> was not anything to do with corporate ministry other than the Stephanie bit. Um, right. I just I didn't care for the whole corporate ministry angle and, and as far as you know that went on. Um, I remember as a kid when he beat Hogan, I was happy because <laughs> I was done with Hogan by then <clears throat> myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, also when he uh, stopped Jake Roberts from hitting Miss Elizabeth with the chair. Yeah. And then he went on to feud with Jake for a little bit, and then you know I, th- I thought that was phenomenal. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's just because you have a guy who's literally supposed to be a dead man, and now he's a fan favorite. I mean, that's pretty remarkably awesome. <laughs> But in a way, I feel bad for The Undertaker because if you think about it, he always got positioned with the big guys. You know, he had to wrestle the great Kali. Yeah. He had to wrestle, you know, Yoko all the time at house shows and everything, and Bam Bam and Viscera. And, and Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez and Kamala. And, like, he always had, I mean, like. This is probably why the man's so beat up and his hips are so bad and everything, because he was wrestling 400-pound men every day. Yeah. You know, I mean... I mean, that seems to be the problem with any big guy. Yeah. You know, like, look at Braun Strowman now. Yeah. He's got to go through the big show. He had to go through... um, You know, like, he's he gets in there with huge people. Big Show did it. You know? Like, it's well, we have to make it realistic. And it's like, no, I mean, like, little guys can beat up big guys sometimes. Of course they can. Look at that French guy that kicked the big sumo guy in the face at UFC 1. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so he got some toes in his, some some teeth in his toes after that kick, but he won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot, sorry. It's all good. We'll blame I, it on Ronnie leaving, throwing us. Well, I worked, you know, the overnight last <laughs> night, so we're recording here Thursday morning, and I'm, I'm a bit groggy still. I'm a bit groggy, um, which is why I keep saying um a lot. I want to, <laughs> you know, I, I thought of a topic I wanted to kind of bring up, but I don't know if you want to talk about it now or wait till we have some time to more research it or not. But have you noticed that, like? A few years ago, there was a big influx of, like, second and even third generation wrestlers, and they're making such a big deal out of it, and it seems like nowadays it doesn't get talked about much at all. That's not true. I mean, other than Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, and Tamina Snuka. Okay, well, other than last night (laughs) and Charlotte the last year... You know, I mean, well, I know they know, talk about the relation of Natty to, to Brett and everything, but that was involved. Yeah, in the didn't other, didn't they know. have a whole feud with Natty and Charlotte that they brought out Brett and Ric Flair? Yeah, that was like three years ago now. Is that that long ago? Yeah, in Damn. NXT. No, no, it was in the main roster, too. Uh, no, no, that was yeah, NXT. When, I don't remember when them Ric doing Flair that. and Bret Hart were at ringside, that was NXT? That was NXT, yeah. God yeah, that was at NXT. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like like back when, I don't know, back maybe it was when Ted DiBiase Jr. came up and then Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton was there and and on, you know Michael McGillicuddy came in and on and on and on. I feel like there was a huge influx of second generation people and they made a point of talking about it all the time on TV. Well, they even made a faction of them. 
Yes. Didn't I know. they? Yeah, they With, did. Uh, DiBiase Jr. and yes, and Randy Orton and, and yeah, Randy. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I mean is, I feel like they don't talk about it as much on TV. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I guess I'm wrong. Well, I'll be honest with you. When <clears throat> when Shane was talking about, you know, father's a Hall of Famer, yeah. you know, this and that. My initial thought was, there's no way that he would be talking about Charlotte mm-hmm. because it's too obvious. Yep. That my first, inc- my first thinking was, is Tessa Blanchard coming on to SmackDown? Oh, that'd be because awesome. That w- you know, that's my first. I completely forgot that Tamina Snuka was still under contract because yeah. I guess she's been hurt for forever. She's like, yeah, about a year and a half seems yeah. like. But no, Tessa's in Japan working for Stardom World right now. Is she? Oh, okay. Yeah, teaming with Jessica I know she's, Havoc. She's come, you know, through NXT a couple times. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just not noticing it, or maybe they talk about it so much that I don't notice it anymore. I just feel like they haven't haven't made as big of a deal out of people being second and third generation stars as they had in, in the past, other than Charlotte. But. Yeah, I mean, they do, they do mention it during the Usos matches. Yeah. That, you know, I but now I don't even remember if they've done it since they changed yeah. their gimmick. See, but that's probably because I don't watch the Usos matches. Yeah, no, I. You know what? I, I mean, you're probably right. I I just don't even think about it. Yep. Well, that was the thing. I don't know. Maybe I <laughs> I. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, anyone listening, send us an email or message or Twitter or tweet or TD to to or Facebook and let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. We've reached the point in the show where Mike is delirious. I'm pretty much there, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, um, you watching Impact Wrestling at all since Anthem took over? No. Either am I. Is is that a sad thing? I I mean, I would watch it because I'm curious about Bruce Prichard. But I don't don't care about the people that are there. So... Um. Anyone I cared about is now back in the WWE, so. <laughs> I just, I feel like, you know, maybe, I almost feel like we should be supporting them to help them, you know, build their Give brand. competition? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll come across it and watch it, and then there will probably be some wrestler yeah. that is really good. And I'll be like, huh, this guy's worth watching. But I'm, I'm not going out of my way to seek it out. I've been burned so in the past. Oh yeah, no, I understand that. I completely understand that. I um, I don't get pop TV, and so I would really have to put some effort into trying. To, oh yeah. Trying to find it so I could watch it. Yeah. You know what I could do? I guess I could always just set the TiVo to just record it, and then if I have time, I could kind of skim through it. Yeah. That's minimal effort on my part. Yeah, I mean, I kind of watch the YouTube clips on it. And the highlights of it. Mm. So, do you watch? Uh, you, do you listen to Storm and Cyrus killing the town? No, I don't. You know, I have a hard time. I, I, I was enjoying the first few episodes. They're now in episode twenty-six, which means they've been doing it for six months. And but lately, it just seems like the negativity level that's there on when they talk about the the current product and everything is to the point where I don't even want to listen to the show and they get Paul Lazenby on there talking about WWE and he clearly, you know, doesn't care for it. 
uh, when they, when they talk about WrestleMania and break things down, and the level with which they pick everything apart, it's like, why do you even bother watching it? Right. I don't know. I was just curious if you watched it or listened to no. it. No. Uh, no, I mean, I honestly, I I don't have as much time as I used to to listen to podcasts. Yeah, either do so. I. I have to pick and choose. Yeah. Definitely watch and listen to the Pritchard show. Yep. That and Cole's Yeah, I mean, that's why. Yeah. That's why it took me so long to get to um. The Adam Cole on Stone Cold from like two months ago. So yeah, that was quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just got to that one the other day. <laughs> no, well, it happens. Yeah. I uh. I was recently I did a blog post on uh, title matches that I've seen change hands like I think it was called history has been made title changes I've seen and I just did like you know WWE WCW and that ring of honor and everything I've never seen a title change in TNA so I decided hey why don't I go through my 300 uh, independent show results and I'll make a list of independent title matches I've seen no that was stupid (laughs) I mean like (laughs) because I never really realized it until I started really reading the results and, and, and typing up that list and everything. And uh, pretty much every independent show I've ever been to, almost, I'd say a good 90% of them, if they have belts on the show, they've had a title change on the show. Jeez. And then you start looking at it, and you look at the fact that the tag titles change every month. And it's like, how did I not realize this <laughs> Like when I was watching it at the time? <laughs> I I just find it funny. Found it humorous. Hey, are you looking forward to payback at the end of the month? Um, I'm confused by payback at the end of the month. Is it a which brand it is? You mean? Well, it's it's a raw show, right? Or is it? I I thought it was a raw pay per view, but then after listening to them talk about it on SmackDown this past week, I'm not sure. Because, I mean. From the start, they've been – I mean like half of the rosters swapped. It so obviously it's, it's going to be – I mean officially on the Wikipedia entry, it says it is for the Raw brand. But if you look at the right. card – But the SmackDown world title is being defended, right? Yeah, the WWE Championship is being defended on it even though that In, that's the title that – But you know what? I guess that's because they needed a world title match and Brock is away until SummerSlam? I mean, is he... Did they just well, not enforce the title defense within 30 oh days? Oh, God, they haven't done that since... Conference? Yeah, no, they haven't done that since they put the title on Brock. But now that you're saying that, yeah, it's it's a Raw brand pay-per-view. Randy Orton is not on Raw, but Bray Wyatt is. Right. And are they... The match was not made before the swap... Wasn't the match made prior to the, the shakeup? Yes, it was. So and we the, knew it was a House of Horrors or whatever they were yeah, calling so it. Yeah, so how the hell has this ended up on, on payback? I, like I said, I guess maybe they wanted the world title over there. Because, like, and, Neville and against Austin Aries. Yeah, the, and the U.S. belt's over there. Which and is it, now on SmackDown. And it even being s- defended on the pay-per-view. It even says the winner will be transferred to SmackDown. So whoever wins between Chris, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho is going to SmackDown. So you know that Kevin Owens is going to win. And then you look at Randy Orton. How do you against, know that? 
because he's was drafted to SmackDown and Chris Jericho's but going maybe on tour. That means, maybe that means Chris Jericho's also coming to SmackDown. I don't know. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's about to leave to go out with his band for the summer. Right, right. And but, that Kevin Owens is already on the show. Yeah, but yeah, look at that. Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship, which is SmackDown's title. That's what I wanted to ask you. That doesn't make any flipping sense. The way that they did the shakeup, do you think it would have been more fun if the commissioners and the GMs were there and you kept yes. seeing vignettes about them talking? Yeah. You know, I want this person. Well, you can't have that person unless I get this. And, you know, you know what? I want this person. Well, you can't have that person. Well, yeah. I want that person. And then they're like, well, if. If you can give me someone that can beat, you know, if your best guy can beat my best guy, you can have this so-and-so. Yeah. You know, like, play, plan it out over matches, and then, like, at the end of Raw, you could have had a match, or at the end of SmackDown, you know, and at the end of the shows, you would see, you know, so-and-so has been traded, you know, these three people have been traded from this show to this show. Yeah. You know, like, it seems like they could have played with it more. Well, you know, yes, I agree with you. I'm looking at this lineup for the pay-per-views, and you have WrestleMania, which was April 2nd. The last SmackDown-only pay-per-view was February 12th. And then they had a Raw-only on March 5th. And then now this this payback pay-per-view is supposed to be a Raw brand event. But the next SmackDown only pay per view is in May twenty first. So what's, huh? Yeah. I mean, SmackDown had a pay per view on February twelfth, and their next pay per view is May twenty first. Right, but I mean, with WrestleMania, obviously, it's correct. What, was Raw, there anything in March? Yeah, Raw had uh, oh, that, Fastlane yeah, right. March fifth. Right. And then. They have payback April 30th, and then Extreme Rules on June 4th. So it almost seems I mean, it, like the payback pay-per-view is a joint pay-per-view as opposed to a brand split pay-per-view. Well, I, I think that, they kind of did that because of the roster split. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to build a pay-per-view in a month yeah. when half your roster, or not even a month, yeah. you know, when half your roster is moving to a different place. Yeah, I mean, NXT even has a TakeOver special before SmackDown has their next pay-per-view. Because <laughs> NXT had a special April 1st, their next one's May 20th in Chicago, the day before the SmackDown pay-per-view. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that the Uni- United States Championship is now, like, the best belt? <laughs> you mean looks-wise? No, or, I mean, like, competition-wise. Because I I don't really... I'm not that into the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt thing. It seems like it's gone on too long, even though it's barely gone on. Yep. The Universal belt is off the shows until Brock comes back. Yep. And the Intercontinental belt has just been eh for a while. Yep. Like, I mean, Baron Corbin should have won that belt. Yeah, I guess it, I'm going to have to agree have, with you. He shouldn't have won the non-title match the day after WrestleMania. Yeah, that was stupid. Like, the belt should have flopped over. But, yeah, I mean, I, I you guess. got Kevin Owens with the belt. 
and he's going to be fighting uh, AJ Styles. Yep. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, no, you're right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, don't, don't it, even put other matches on that card. Just give them, here's two and a half hours. Best gosh. four out of seven falls. Of every title in the WWE right now. That was the most the, interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, if I were to look at who's holding the belts right now and what feuds are going on, I would have to agree with you that the one that's the most interesting to me is the U.S. title or the NXT Women's Championship. The NXT Women's Championship? Yeah. Because you're curious as to who can finally take down Asuka? Uh, yep. I, the, the answer is no one on that roster. It's whoever wins the Women's Championship tournament. Well, as of last night, they were still building uh, Ember Moon as looks like like she's going to get another shot. They have a whole vignette skit thing of her walking around the empty arena talking about how basically Asuka healed her and, and cheated to win. And so it can either come off as an Ember Moon's a crybaby, a pouty crybaby girl who didn't, you know, who, 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 uh, complains that Oscar's willing to do whatever it takes to win the belt or you think that she got cheated and you want her to get her revenge either way I, I don't see anyone on there that's going to take it from her yeah you're right yeah in fact the only match I'm really interested in for Oscar to have right now would be a singles match against Nikki Cross yeah that is that would be my choice but I, am... I, I mean, I liked I liked the four way. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish it was longer. Yeah, me too. But I I thought that the four of them worked. You know, the match was everything that it needed to be. Yep. But yeah, Nikki Cross definitely. You know, I. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm very excited about the 32 women's tournament uh, coming up this summer. And now, uh, go ahead. That's that tournament's going to end before SummerSlam, right? I don't know. I would assume because NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, I feel like that's when it would end. But then again, when they did the uh, the, the, the cru- uh, Cruiserweight tournament, they just had them have their own special. So they could very well do the same thing. Um, did you see next week on NXT, it's Eric Young against Ty Dillinger in a steel cage? Interesting. Yeah, I could get behind that. But isn't that's Ty's last match in NXT? Oh, that's his. Oh, okay. That, that's his official last match because he has unfinished business that he wanted to finish. So William Regal granted him this match. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, like, I could get. I like that. them. I could get behind that. Yeah. <sighs> no, I, the the reason I was asked about the women's t- tournament ending. Yeah. Is I could see Oscar holding the belt. And then at whoever wins the women's tournament, yeah, getting a title shot against Oscar at the Takeover Brooklyn, yep. And I could see that being where she loses the belt, and then her showing up either at SummerSlam or right after SummerSlam, hopefully on SmackDown, so that there's some competition for Charlotte. Well, I mean, we know that she's not going to lose the belt between here and Takeover Chicago. So the earliest she's going to drop the belts take over Chicago. So you know she's going to be over a 400-day champion. 
Right. And uh, I I just I don't see her Drew losing the belt at a house show. I think it's they've built it now. It's too big of a moment. This has got to be on a TV. Right. And if she does go full blown heel, I I think she needs to have a nice long run as a heel with the belt before she drops it, and not yeah. just go heel and lose the title. Well, that's what I'm saying. Built bring yeah. her through to you know SummerSlam. You know they could always have the takeover they do before Survivor Series be the takeover where she drops the belt. Yeah. Because you could have the winner of the tournament and then you could have the build for the match. True. Very true. Because I don't think there's enough time for them to have that 32-person tournament and then have them someone win it and then build the match towards, you know, for August there when they do the uh, takeover in August. Because I don't know yeah. when the tournament's starting. I mean, rather yeah, it just says summer. Yeah, so. so I mean, if it doesn't start till July, I mean, yeah, definitely yeah, not enough time. Right. So, but I don't know. It could be interesting. But I think I do agree with you to the point where the tournament will definitely give them the showcase to build someone that could be potentially believed to be able to beat Oscar because you have all that time to build that person. Right. So. That and that, so yeah, here we go. And it's going to be a surprise entrant, a returning Trish Stratus. I don't think so. I no, don't, I'm joking. I, I <laughs> don't. Uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, with that prediction. I'm actually. Yours. I'm actually curious with the tournament if they're going to bring back a couple names just for, you know, like a first round pop. Well, I mean, like they did with the uh, like when they brought in what say who they bring back for cruiserweight to Jerry. Yeah, like Brian Kendrick, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm curious who they're going to bring in um, because they were talking about like um, like Kimberly on uh, NXT last night. They made mention about you know the women's tournament coming up and this and that, and it almost sounded like you know the active roster NXT girls possibly like you know the the you know what I mean the well, lesser yeah, known let, ones let were going to be in them. the tournament, yeah. Yeah, they should do something. You know, I mean, they haven't had much TV time. Yeah. This will them, you know, if, if nothing else, it gives them a little bit of match experience in front of a like a, a large crowd. I just don't want them to have anyone that's established to be in the tournament. Like you could have the girls that have had just a couple of matches on TV. That that would make sense. I could go with that. But to have like say Peyton Royce be in it or well, but at the same time though, you have you know with the cruiserweight tournament. Most of these people, I mean, not not so much here, but yeah. they're like pretty well known around the world. Yep. You know, and you know that they're going to be bringing in female competitors of that caliber. I feel like Tessa Blanchard's going to be in that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she'll win. I mean, I would be shocked if she did, but I could totally I, see hoping, her. Be I could totally see her being in the tournament. I'm hoping my girl Taylor Hendricks. She's done with Ring of Honor. Her ankle, her broken so, ankle, should be healed by then. That's my hope. Yeah, yeah. Vita but, Scott, I bet, will be in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Candice I mean, they're, LeRae. You know, they're they're pretty. Yeah. Pretty established. Io That it can't just be, you know, Veda Scott and then you know, Susie Q. Yeah. That they. You know, obviously, like they they shouldn't put in someone like Amber Moon. But, you know, but I don't have a problem with some of the other NXT people. Yep. 
I agree with that. <sighs> so. Mm -hmm. But I got nothing else. I got nothing else, too. I'm good. I think cool. it's a good show. It's a good hour. Is it? I don't even know. Yeah, Time just well, flies by. He, it says here we've been recording an hour, so. Perfect. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm going to go to bed, and then when I wake up, I'll edit this, and I'll, and I'll upload it. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be my immediate plan. Oh, God, if they put one of the Bellas in the tournament, I'm just going to have to not no, watch it. No, it won't happen. Uh, Bree is pregnant. She's having a baby soon. Uh, and man. Mickey is getting married, apparently, because we needed that at WrestleMania. Yeah. Joey Ryan oh, did it better. Marriage mania. When he when, when Joey Ryan proposed to his uh, now wife, Lauren James, uh, at the indie show they did, that was much better. If you haven't seen it, Google it. Go to Joey Ryan's YouTube page or whatever. Look it up that way. It is phenomenal. I'm just wondering if we're going to have a double main event at SummerSlam where we have a match, match and then the heaven. marriage. And a yeah. match made in hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can only hope, they right? Get the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we can only hope. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. See, that um, actually would be kind of fun. It would be funny, yeah. Uh, you think? How long do you think it's going to be before the Revival wins the tag belts? Who has the belts over there? It's on, Gals and Anderson, on, right? On, on Raw? No, they, yeah. they lost them to the Hardy Boys. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you got the Hardys are going up against Sheamus and Cesaro. Yep, that's, yep, that's and a pay-per-view. Don't really care. Uh. I don't know. They're probably going to be next in line. You'd think that they were building to feud with the New Day even more because they took out Kofi. Oh, and they kicked but, over the uh, ice cream car. But no, New Day's over yeah. on SmackDown now. Yeah, so lost I, I don't know. In, lost in the, the drizzling shuffle that is the SmackDown tag team division. Yeah, but at least we can get some New Day American Alpha matches. So yep, that'll be entertaining. Um, I don't know. I, I'm guessing soon-ish. You know, I mean, they seem rivals good. Yeah, they are. They're they're they so. are they're def they're legit a throwback team. Yeah, you know I, the Andersons, the Brainbusters. You know, any any of those kick-ass teams like that. Yeah, I I think they they might be my favorite current tag team. On the raw on the uh, in the WWE. Yes. Oh no, think, they, they are mine without a doubt. I I think not just I think. WWE and NXT, like the the full DIY is close, but I you know think what I'll agree with you. I agree with you. NXT. I uh, think Revival I like them is, more yeah. because it, you know, like you said, they're the throwback. It, it yeah. not only are they really good in the ring, watching them makes me feel like a kid watching wrestling again. Yes, I love how they wrestle. I love their style of the ring. I love the way they work. I love their tags. I just they are entertaining as craziness like i i will be when their figures are released finally i'll be adding their figures to my collection which right. i do not have a tremendously huge wrestling collection i buy particular figures i pick and choose um yeah so but they will they will be added to my collection the last figure i bought was a william regal in fact it's actually a lord stephen regal wcw version 
uh, WWF Mattel figure, but you know it's the elite one with that. Before right. then, Charlotte. Before then, Kevin Owens. So I don't buy a lot of new figures, but I cannot wait to add the revival to my collection. Yeah. 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 Big fan. So. Big fan. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's go through. Let's let's plug our stuff. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, my blog, The Rustling Insomniac. Uh, my most recent blog was talking about uh, the many uh, the many champions of Captain Lou Albano that he managed, including one WWF Heavyweight Champion, two Intercontinental Champions, and then thirteen different teams for fifteen reigns of the Tag Team Championship. Uh, you can also check out me out on, on the Twitter. I'm at Superstar Mel. Uh, I am at Aaron S. Bell. Ronnie is at Ronbar316. The show, I guess, the show is at 1,000 holdings pairs. Uh, close. It's definitely 1,000. Something's getting hold held, but there's pod people involved. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's 1,000 Cocoon 3. Yeah, that works. Uh, and don't forget the Facebook page, which is something similar. Um, <laughs> you got to know what it is by now if you've listened to the show and, and whatnot. Or maybe not. I mean, the Facebook Yeah, 1,000 one Holds Pod. There it is. There it is. I usually keep saying 1,000 Pods Hold, but that'd be a it's big right. pod if it held 1,000 of anything. I don't know. Usually you're pretty tired, so I'll let it slide. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, all right, cool. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Not the podcast! <laughs> We're recording in the daytime, so I can shout. <sighs> I miss it. Although I think my dog just jumped 100 feet in the air. <laughs> That's a pretty big jump. <laughs> I have tall ceilings. ha <laughs> ha!